kind of surreal talking to you. After you know, you're such a fan. I love your stuff. So it's like, oh, I'm actually talking to the guy that I watch your stuff all the time. It's oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, and on this on this very couch, I shoot so much. Yes, <laughs> as I do everything here. Yeah, you just dropped a new video today. It's hilarious. The Wiener Dogs. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> How's that? Is it getting a good reception? A recording of the actual dog that I saw the other day because it was just like back was just straight like that. And I'm like, that would have been great to actually get a video of it. Oh, okay. Gets till I had already walked away. Oh, but you did have the deer at the the end for some reason. Did you see that? (laughs) The elk. Now I'm just gonna, I guess I'll just start making uh just start putting elks at the end of all my (laughs) my so that wasn't that was an accident. It was a total accident, dude. I don't know. I use this app to like um edit my sketches sometimes and i guess i accidentally included an old clip that was from august too that was such an old <laughs> clip of elk i don't know how it ended up at the end of this video it's so perfect for my like brand though i thought you were fucking with us i was like oh this is some sort of like weird artistic thing that he's doing and i was like i don't get it i'm, I'm too stupid but <laughs> no just a good old-fashioned accident but now I'll, yeah i'll start working it in that's awesome. I love it. But then that's the thing is like people, they're like, oh, this is like just typical Ryan just doing. Yeah, yeah. no one really thought much of it. Everyone was like, I like those those wiener dogs at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that was right. Actually, yeah. Did not, I didn't realize I woke up this morning. and was like reading the YouTube comments. Everyone was like, why was there deer at the end of this? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about deer at the end of this? Then I watched the video. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? How did this happen? But then you reposted on Instagram and you left the elk in there, right? Every yeah, I reposted on a bunch of the apps and took the elk out. But then on Instagram, it was already too it was too far in. Too many people had commented and seen it. And I was like, you know what? I'll just leave the elks in there. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So which one does the best for you? Because you're now now I don't think last time we talked, I don't think TikTok was really a big thing, but now TikTok is huge. Is that the biggest one for you? Uh sometimes. Sometimes it's the biggest and sometimes it's the worst. TikTok is all over the place. I'll put the same videos across like every app. And sometimes on TikTok it'll get five hundred thousand views and then you know all the other apps will get like a thousand views. And sometimes TikTok, for whatever reason, they like I don't know how the algorithm works. It'll get two hundred views or something like that. It's like it's so random. I cannot stand yeah. I don't get it either. Yeah. For me, it seems like TikTok. A lot of actually YouTube for me typically does the best when I do like if a YouTube short, but then sometimes yeah. if something's going to really blow up, it's on TikTok. Yeah. That's the only way people, anything can ever really blow up, but it's, it so rarely does. And I yeah. What's your, what is your more biggest more. thing? Is My it still about on, on TikTok was, uh, I think the IRS sketch. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Cause I think you had it on the bookmarked or whatever. Yeah. 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 Like I have like three or four that have gotten like a bunch of views. Well, let me put my headphones in here. Oh, yeah. Headphones are good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is just weird how uh, certain things, certain uh, apps bl- do different. I know for me, Instagram and Facebook like don't really do it. I guess I don't post very clips on Facebook, but I post the same clip on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And uh, it's usually between TikTok and YouTube. Nothing ever does anything on Instagram unless somebody shares it. Then it might do something, but. Instagram yeah. seems to be the hardest. Yeah, I might occasionally get lucky on Instagram. But yeah, Instagram and Facebook are uh, the kids aren't on Instagram and Facebook anymore. They're all it's all it's all TikTok. All the, I mean, all the recommended videos I watch on Instagram are all just old TikToks. And that's the way I like it. I'm not trying to give TikTok any more support. Yeah, I wonder if we'll still have TikTok. I mean, they're talking about like banning it and stuff, too. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, they've already banned it. And what, like, 
Wyoming or something like that. Oh, did they really? They actually banned it in full state? I forget. Something like that came out a couple months ago. These these poor kids, maybe not the whole state, maybe a county or something like that. But can uh you make money off TikTok? I, I haven't gotten that many. I mean, oh, yeah, you can. I I okay. haven't, but, oh, yeah. but pe- people have told me that you can. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have a lot of followers there. I have a, a decent amount. Not by TikTok standards, it's it's paltry. But yeah, I see all these so many comics just having hundreds of thousands of followers. They you gotta know how to how to do it. And I just don't wanna. The amount of work it takes to like crank out constant videos. I put out videos regularly, but not like every day. Maybe like every few weeks. And the yeah, amount of energy that, it takes. Is that so is it kind of more the the energy has to strike you? Because I think that was the thing we talked about last time with, with you on SNL and it didn't work out. And you were kind of like, well, that might have been good because it would have been a really hard job, like a like a nine to five, like you have to like yeah. think of things, but I mean, if that's not how your mind works, sometimes it's just like something comes to you and maybe it's three days in a row and then nothing for two months. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's how I always have thought of specifically the SNL situation is, yeah, I mean, I don't consider myself to be a super hard working guy (laughs) Um, and something like that would just stress me the hell out. And uh, yeah, I kind of I like, you know, going by my own schedule and doing my own thing. But I've also haven't been forced to work like that in a while. Maybe I would adjust to it and like learn to love it. And I mean, I'm sure you can kind of get used to anything. So maybe if you get that kind of structure and if all I have to do is like write sketches, if that was my job and I was getting paid a lot of money to do it, maybe I would have no problem. But the way I see it now, I'm like, Oh my God, that sounds horrific. What am I going to take my naps? I like to take my little naps and do my (laughs) little stretches and stuff. Just all the dumb stuff I do all day. Oh, stretches. No, you know, you know, my little apps and my little stretches, you know how it goes, Chuck. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know the stretches. I know the gym. I probably should do the stretches. Guy in my gym said there's these videos on YouTube you can watch that for posture and that you can like fix your I have terrible posture. You can fix your posture with like five minute videos. Oh really? I could use that. Dude, I just got the look at this shoulder thing I just got. I got a bad shoulder. And uh then I saw this device on Instagram or something. Speaking of Instagram. And I have a bad shoulder too. I gotta see this. This this is like it's a bunch of balls, and you're supposed to uh, you take this. So far, it's gone. It's gone really bad. This you're looks like Pulp Fiction, like the gimp where he puts the <laughs> ball in his mouth. And... Yeah, yeah. It's a, a little sexual. You take <laughs> this, and you basically you like spin it around, like 30 rotations this way, 30 rotations that way. Then you do like different angles with your arm, and it's supposed to uh, uh, like strengthen, I guess, like the little muscles in your rotator cuff and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and I've been doing it for like five days, and my shoulder is the worst it's ever been. <laughs> it hurts so really? bad. I had to cancel a comedy show last night because my shoulder hurts so bad. I've oh, never. Shit. I was like, I can't lift a microphone right now. It's That's like, interesting. So I'm curious if it's like hurting me, or if it's if that's part of like the healing process, where it's kind of just <laughs> sore from getting better or if i'm just really just making my shoulder even worse right now so that's what i'm going through right now so that's stuff that's, like that when am i gonna have time to do that if i'm on snl yeah <laughs> you know yeah. well then you'd have like probably pretty good health insurance if uh you got the nbc like that's true yeah stuff. yeah that's they probably could probably the good people yeah i could probably get myself my dad right took a cbd he said and this is funny because like my dad was a very conservative guy and now he's de- taking like cbd and mushrooms and stuff and said the cbd 
totally healed his uh, shoulder. So maybe I'll try that. Really? Yeah, I have some CBD that's years and years old. It's just sitting in my like medicine closet. Maybe I'll bust that out. Yeah, I like the way it smells. I used to like on my back or something once. I just never nothing ever it improved. I'm like this is a this is a hoax. This is a liberal hoax. But I have heard <laughs> people swear by it. Maybe yeah, I'll try that. Yeah, and mushrooms. If you ever have a brain injury, my dad took mushrooms and he said it healed his. He fell off a ladder, and we, I was like all worried. And then they, he said he took mushrooms and it and it. The doctors were baffled. So I'm worried you just took what, mushrooms. Really? Fun, yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, mushrooms are. Yeah, they make you smarter. That's they, you did, you good took for mushrooms brain. on a plane, right? Once or something. <laughs> yeah, man, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was that was a bad idea. I, <laughs> <laughs> I do really? a lot of mushrooms. Yeah, that was awful. I like had a panic attack. Plane, you never want to do anything. Not even like weed, really, on a plane. I like being high at the airport. And then once you get high, if you're like too high on a plane, that is awful. Or it's like doing edibles and stuff. I don't really mess with that on planes. Um, I see. I was taking like just a small, like a half a milligram uh, right before. Because it always, going on a plane just stresses me out. But that's like a little bit of edible. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. With a couple beers, too. Do you, or do you get to the airport and you grab a couple beers at the bar? Are you that kind of guy? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, if I'm, unless I'm going through a phase where I'm like, all right, I'm cutting out alcohol for 90 days or something, you know, something like that. Like, if I'm, if I'm in a drinking mood, I, I would prefer to have a couple beers because I hate flying. Yeah, it is. It is awful. I can't sleep. Do you ever sleep on a plane? Uh, so, Yeah, for like, like a minute or two. Yeah, like, yeah. And, then I'm like, <laughs> and, I, and you get in and you're like, oh, and then like, Sir, would you like a drink? Oh shit! And then you freak out, and you're like, "Oh god, I'm on a plane." It's... Yeah, it is awful. And I, I'm like, I like the aisle because I hate like crawling over people to go to the bathroom. It, yeah, me all the too. Time, yeah, yeah. I just feel like guilty. But then all the time in the aisle, you're getting your elbow and your head and your foot just crushed by the by the food cart. Do you have to fly a lot? Because now, so we got to talk about this tour. Is this another road yeah. trip tour, or are you flying? Yeah, that's what I'm flying to. And then, you know, I'll rent a car once I land. But yeah, it's like a, the rest of the year. It's kind of like three legs, this tour. Okay. There's like the October, a November, and a December. And uh, yeah, I'm going all over the country. And it's a lot of Midwest. It's a lot of Midwest. It's a lot of Midwest. And a little bit of East Coast. Yeah. And But pretty much all Midwest. <laughs> and a little bit of the South. Uh, but yeah, I'm starting. I leave this week. I live on Thursday to go to... Uh, like the Kansas City area, shows are already getting canceled. All what? hell is all hell is breaking loose on this For, tour. from COVID or what? Like no, there's a, a venue in Wichita, and I was so pumped because I got like a few people that reached out, which is pretty rare that people will reach out and be like, "I'm coming to this show." But I had like maybe like five or six different messages. People were like, "Can't wait to see you in Wichita," and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. People are actually going to come out to Wichita of all places." And uh, we had three tickets sold. So I'm assuming those other people just hadn't got their tickets yet, but we only had three tickets sold. <laughs> um, but I guess the venue, it's like one guy was like putting all these together. So he, he texted me the other day and he goes, well, Wichita is done there. They, they got their liquor license revoked. Like the, the bar I was going to perform at. And oh. you don't want to watch my comedy sober. I'll tell you that. <laughs> So hey, he, I watch all your stuff sober. And I like <laughs> the, the skits because you post them in the morning. So unless I'm drinking in the yeah. morning, <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah, if you got an early morning flight, maybe you'll be, maybe you'll be yes, drinking. Definitely. So, the, the, but the rest of the shows are still so on. far. So far, the rest of the shows are 
are are a go. <laughs> I can't yeah, believe that... you performed in Sh- was it Chehalis, Washington? Dude, Chehalis wasn't cr- what do you know Chehalis? Yeah, I'm from uh Seattle originally. So I know oh, yeah. around the Seattle area. So yeah, when I saw that, I was like, what? And like you had a friend there or something? Is that what happened? Dude, yeah. It was uh so yeah, I had a Sunday in Seattle and a Tuesday in Portland, and I posted those online. And this guy reached out who I met years ago, honestly didn't remember. But then when he told me, I was like, oh shit. Because I knew he looked familiar. I also had seen him on Instagram much times too. I was like, that's where I know I like had to have known you. But we met at like a party, like six years ago um but he lives in Chehalis now and uh and he grew up there and he reached out and he goes hey i see you're gonna be in in seattle sunday portland tuesday i can get your show in Chehalis, washington right in between on monday night and mondays are notoriously tough nights to like book shows or so and to my, get people to come right so my agent says yeah I, I didn't have a problem getting one on my own <laughs> uh but uh, and yeah, to get people to come out on a Monday night in a small town, but this dude like just promoted the hell out of it. And just like for weeks and weeks, he was just telling everyone he knew, everyone in town, everywhere he went and, uh, put posters up and posted about it constantly. And we got a hundred people out over, maybe over a hundred people in this, in this like beautiful theater called McFiler's theater. It's like a nice theater with like a mezzanine and like chandeliers. It was like this beautiful place and they had like great lighting and like music and like, you know, flashing lights when he came out on stage. And it was just like a, such a professional setup. And the crowd was so into it. It was the best like show of the whole tour. And Chehalis, Washington on a Monday night. So that just goes to show you can you can find some Monday night shows. And a lot of times I have to like on this tour. I got a couple. Yeah, I'm doing like a. Oh, geez. Um, a Monday in uh, Huntsville, Alabama, and a Tuesday in Birmingham, Alabama. Those are just shows that, like, I reached out to people, or the guy in Birmingham was an old friend who reached out to me, lives in Birmingham now, and I was like, if you can make Tuesday work, that's what I'm going to be there. And he's like, okay, we'll make Tuesday work. But it's not like people don't want to laugh on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. But it does well, get and I, Yeah, and I think people in Chehalis are probably – don't get a lot of comedians stopping by there. So they're probably like really excited to have yeah. words like in New York city and LA. It's like, Oh, okay. We have comedians like every night, a million, you know, everybody comes here all the time, but like Shahalas is probably like, that was a big event. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, the big events of their, of their year. They had a giant, oh, I wish I could show you. They had this giant like poster. It was in like, like the entrance was like a, like a movie theater entrance with like giant posters on the side where you would put like a movie poster, but it was just like, the poster for the show, which was just like my headshot. So it was just like a seven foot tall, which I didn't realize the resolution on that headshot was that good. This is a giant poster of my face. And I was like, dude, at the end of the show, you have to let me take that home. Cause my mom, whenever I perform at whatever venue, uh, she loves to just like steal the posters. And like my aunt too, they love just like stealing the posters and, and keep them. <laughs> so I was like, this is going to blow my mom's mind. I'm going to give it to her on Christmas. And it's this gigantic poster of my head. And That's I can't awesome. wait to give it to her. What does she um, do with them? Does she hang them up or she put them on like a scrapbook? Or I don't something? know what my mom does. My aunt has like a whole shrine in her like basement from like all the all the shows where she's taken posters from. She got probably like six or seven at this point. <laughs> pictures of my face. I think my mom just keeps them like in the in the garage or something. Oh, but it is That's cool. It is true, though. Like small towns like that. They they're they're better crowds. You know, they're like. I mean, there there seemed to be, I mean, compared to like just a couple of weeks ago, I was in, I'd never done stand up in Vegas before. I did a whole week in Vegas 
and it was fun, but there's a couple crowds that were just like, just not feeling my comedy at all. And I, I, I understand I'm not like for everybody. Um, and if you're in a town like Vegas, where you're, it's the, all the best entertainment in the world. And you go to a comedy show thinking you're going to see like the best entertainment in the world. And then it's like me, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> I mean, I'm not no, terrible, but no. I know I'm not, but you know, if, especially you don't know who I am and I kind of go out, I do my little mumbling idiot, kind of very loose, uh, act. And you're like, what is, what is this guy's deal? Is he like new to comedy? Why is he like s- stuttering and stumbling so much? Um, then once you get to know him, you're like, oh, that's just kind of, kind of his thing, I guess. Um, but it was like, yeah, six days of shows. And, uh, man, that <laughs> the first show, uh, was just all like, well, on a Monday night, but people are going to come out cause it's Vegas. But like everyone that's there during the week is all like people that are there for a conference or whatever during mm-hmm. the day. And then they just, they're staying at the MGM, which is where the show was. Then they're just like, well, I'll go downstairs and watch a comedy show. And they're expensive club too. There. That was uh, Brad Garrett's comedy club. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I've heard. Which of that. is a sick club. It was such yeah. a cool spot, and it's a great like location, great like foot traffic, and they have like they have a band on the weekends, and it's such an awesome venue. But it is expensive, and if people are paying like seventy bucks. Front row is like ninety bucks, and I had two people come out. To see the only two people that came out all week to actually see me, and I was just opening, I was just featuring, so I was doing like 20 minute sets. And they came out and they had a blast because they like know who I am, and they they were the only ones laughing at a bunch of the jokes. Uh, but they were definitely like you know, and getting the the rest of the crowd going. People are kind of you can see people being like, Oh, well, they think he's funny, maybe he is. But they were (laughs) leading, they were leading the charge. And then afterwards, like later that I hung out with them later that week, and I said, "By the way, how much did that those tickets cost?" And they go, "Front row was ninety dollars." I was like, "Oh my god!" When I like have my shows that I headline, I I do twenty five, twenty max, maybe twenty five. I try to ask if I can do fifteen. That's what I think I'm worth, ten to fifteen bucks. But I got to make some money, so I usually do like twenty bucks. But imagine paying ninety bucks and you see me just absolutely do my bullshit. Like my first set, I came out and I was, I've been trying to just be kind of more, I guess, loose or like less just like hell bent on doing my material and being so robotic and autopilot. And I want to try to get better at just living in the moment and kind of doing more just riffing and crowd work and stuff, which I'm not very good at. Um, but I want to, it's like, it's more fun, at least for me, because it's just, you know, looser and weirder. And uh, like, I don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, there's just like a bit of a thrill to that. But I am yeah. definitely like not good at it. Yeah, but that's, that's, why, that's why I need yeah. to practice it. Yeah, because you said that, uh, I think on your podcast, you were saying that you kind of got sick of your own material, like just doing this. Yeah. So you're like, all right, I'm just going to kind of try to be a little bit looser. And uh, so you're having more fun doing it. It was, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, my last tour, I was doing that and it was a blast. I was also doing a show for like 17 days in a row. So I was just kind of in a weird mind space and I was just, you know, I was sick of my jokes. I was getting drunk every night. I missed my friends. I was just like in such like a fuck you kind of mood by the, like the last week of that tour that I was really just like messing around a lot. And so I took that kind of energy into this week in vegas which was a couple weeks after that and i went out and i just kind of messed around i was talking about vegas talking about tape face which is a big act in vegas that i think is so stupid i tried to make fun of that and tried doing 
I, I, I briefly tried doing crowd work and it went nowhere and it was just very awkward. And the first like five minutes of my set were just dead silent. And for good reason, I was not saying anything funny. And, and I'm coming off of this tour where a lot of people that are coming to see me on that West Coast tour that I did um, like a month ago, a month and a half ago, they all like knew who I was and can appreciate that I'm just like a, you know, an aloof kind of goofball. And these people, they don't know who the hell I am. So I'm coming out and being like this real nonchalant, not doing any jokes, really just moseying around the stage, low energy. And they're all just like not laughing. And I'm like, okay, sorry, I'll do my material now. And then I, so it gets my material and the rest of the set was good. And I didn't really think, I didn't think much of it. I was like, okay, tomorrow I'm not going to, um, you know, mosey about that much. I'm going to try to try to get some laughs or I like, I, I real I'm not blind to the fact that I started so slow, but then the headliner at the, the end of the night, he like, he, he gave me advice and oh my God, it's humbling to be getting advice from the headliner when you're, I've been doing comedy for like 15 years. And he's like, Hey, by the way, have you ever done Vegas before? And I was like, no. And he's like, can I give you some advice? And I was like, shit. Yeah. Okay. And he was like, just come out swinging come out swinging. He's like, don't talk about tape face. <laughs> I was like, I thought tape face was just universally a funny thing to talk about, but these people don't know who he is. Wait, can and I hear some of the tape face stuff? I'm just curious. Like, there was I... no jokes about tape face. I was just like, hey, you guys going to see tape face? <laughs> and they were like, no. But I thought just the merely <laughs> mentioning tape face was funny enough, and it was obviously not because it's not funny but like i thought it was funny Wait, there's no there's no punchline there's no punchline i'm like hey guys hey if you guys leave after my set you might be able to go catch tape face the end of tape face i'm going to see tape face at the end of my set every single night and no joke about it i just thought kind of talking about tape face was funny enough and the crowd was like Why we have no laughing? idea what you're talking about <laughs> yeah so it's just like a weird thing to talk about um but it was just like yeah man i just not that he, it, it was kind of a nice moment almost when he had that conversation with me. Cause it was like, just like a man to man. He's like in his fifties, he's kind of a road dog, but doing it forever. He's done every club. He knows everybody. And he just fucking kills every night. What can you say who it was? Yeah. It's the guy, Greg Warren. Oh, and I he, fucking met him on the show twice. Oh really? Oh dude. Yeah. yeah he's awesome. He fucking yeah, cleaned up nice every guy. night. Super yeah. nice. He crushes every time. And it was kind of like, um, he didn't tell me anything I didn't know. Yeah. Like, it's like, you got to come out and get laughs. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll try that tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but, but it was kind of nice. I was like, equal parts like humbled and embarrassed. And also kind of like, um, almost, I was kind of stoked on it. That he, we had this, that he had enough respect for me to like have this man-to-man. Kind of like, like he saw, because he was like, I watched your set. You are funny. Just like come out swinging. These people are tourists. They're in Vegas. They want entertainment. Bang, bang, bang. Don't be doing crowd work and stuff up top. And I was like, well, I'm glad he like had enough respect for me to like try to help me out instead of like if I had totally sucked, I think if I was just a lost cause, he would have just been like, well, my opener just sucks. That's going to be a long week uh, for him. But the no, fact- yeah, he's a good he's a good guy. That's that's cool. That that makes sense, because I know like Fahim, he talked about how like he would always open with the same joke where he would say that he's the Afghan Jerry Seinfeld. Cause he said that would like get the crowd. They'll immediately now they love him. And so then he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm still searching for that, that nice opener <laughs> that I can just get the crowd on my side. I, that's, that's kind of my comedy. It's a, it's annoying. It's a very slow burn kind of, I'm just a, you know, just the way my mind works. I wish I could come out with a hot one-liner 
And if I ever do, if the host or whatever says something weird or someone in the crowd that I come out and I like riff on that, then it's like, yes. But then I'm right back to like, ah, well, anyway, <laughs> I don't have much after that. Uh, well, how do you, so how do you make your skits then? Because those are so fucking brilliant in my opinion. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I know some people might look and just go, oh, this is just some jerk off. But I think it's like, if you watch <laughs> a lot of comedy and a lot, a lot of those kinds of things, like, I mean, they just, it seems to me, it's like brilliant. Cause like, it's so not what other people are doing, but it's so creative and so funny. And so you don't know what you're going to say next. How do you make that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're all kind of different. I used to, I used to kind of improvise a bunch of those. Um, but they were so hard to, cause I like, I film everything or most of my sketches I put out by my, myself right. and I film them and edit them by myself. Um, not just like having that like full creative control that was allows me to be like as, as weird as I can. And that helps the videos. I think, like you were saying, you don't know what I'm going to say next. I think cause they all are so weird. You don't know if I'm going to just like, is this going to be a whole video of like mispronouncing things or is it going to be like a dirty video that's like not safe for work or is it just like ultra stupid or is it going to be some weird act out and they're all similar but different i guess um, yeah i i yeah they all just have that kind of this weird vibe where a lot of people don't get it that's what i i've learned from tiktok is all my videos that have like done well and got like hundreds of thousands of views will have so many comments where people don't get that it's uh, a joke even at all <laughs> right people, it's it's insane like well, I saw that a comment on your uh, the tour video when you have the tour poster and it's called the man without a brain. Mm -hmm. And I still don't know if this person was joking was your friend or if they were being serious, but they were saying like, Hey, don't be so hard on yourself. You, you have <laughs> yeah. a brain. And I was laughing so hard. I was like, I don't know if this is serious or they're <laughs> yeah, joking. I didn't see that. I'm like, yeah, I think, come on. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I put that out because I'm really down on myself. <laughs> like Jesus. That's oh, his yeah. laugh at the fact that I'm dumb and it's, yeah, it's fun. It's yeah, having it's, fun with how dumb I can be. Isn't that also like a spoof of the Steve Martin movie, the man with two brains or wait, wasn't there a movie? That, like I, didn't, I didn't think about that. The poster kind of looks similar to me. I don't oh, know. Does it? I don't know. Yeah. I never no, seen I, that poster. Now I'm going to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Stealing Shit, Steve Martin no. stuff. That's the thing, isn't it? Like if you accidentally do a joke too similar than people say you stole the joke, but I mean, it could be also possible that you both thought of the same thing. Oh yeah. I'll, I mean, I had a video on uh don't tell comedy. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with them. They, uh, they have like just kind of comedy like company that does shows all yeah. over the mm -hmm. yeah country, but then started doing like producing um, like clips online and even starting to do like full specials now, but they had a clip, online from a show and they get yeah a bunch of subscribers and, and views and stuff and it was a clip there's I did, a, I did a few with them but one was um about and someone was asking for it recently because they couldn't find it and the reason they couldn't find it was because they had to take it down uh but it was basically about how in the nfl when you get like a penalty in the nfl they call they say your number and they like call you out and embarrass you as opposed to like other sports, they kind of just like do like a motion and like point or whatever. But on football, they get on the microphone and they say like number 95. And so I'm just making fun of how like embarrassing that must be. And it did well. And like a lot of people liked that joke and it was doing so well. I was like sending it, you know, for like to bookers and stuff because it was clean too, hmm. um, I think for the most part. And then they sent me an email one day. They were like, hey, we got a comment that this 
Um, it was really similar to someone else's bit. And it was from like the 80s or 90s. And they sent me the bit and you would not believe how similar it was. It was, they had like, they had, he had a bunch of, I don't forget who the comic was, but we had phrases, like full phrases that were like exactly the same, a couple of them. We were just like saying the same thing and almost the same cadence. And it was like eerie. And it's a comic I've never seen, a clip I've never seen. Um, so hmm. sometimes, yeah, you're just, your mind just lines up with, with something else. Or do you think too, it's, it's possible you did see it one night when you were drunk or something at two in the morning and, uh, no, and Chuck, no, <laughs> no, it was my own bitch. <laughs> I don't think so. Cause honestly, I don't really, I don't watch a lot of stand up, especially not old eighties stand up. Um, mm. so I don't think so, but maybe that, yeah, that happened to me at an open mic too. Uh, years and years ago, this guy almost like fought me. I just did a joke about that movie Blackfish, that like um, Orca movie. Yeah, and it was like a long bit. It was like a five minute long bit. And then this older guy came up. This like older black guy came up. Doesn't matter, but he came up, <laughs> and he was like, it mattered because he came up and he was threatening me. That's why it made it scarier. <laughs> okay, but he was like, he's like. I know you took that bit for me. I know you did. And I was like, dude, I like just wrote that joke like a week ago as I did that for the first time. And he was like, I did that joke at this open mic two weeks ago. And I know you were here and I know you were here. I remember seeing you and I know you, I know you saw that bit and I know you stole it. And I was like, man, I was really like, I don't think I've ever seen you before. But he was like, you know what? You can have it. You could have it. I got a million of them. <laughs> and then he let me have it, but I never really did it again. Now I was like, I was scarred after, after that happens. I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't want people to be talking about that. I stole this bit from this grizzled older, older man. But yeah, <laughs> stuff like that happens all the time. So many similar bits. I'd like a joke. Honestly, I had a joke um, that uh, I, it was, it was a tweet and then it was like a funny tweet. And so then I said it on stage and then I was getting laughs on stage. And then after that, like a, maybe a year later, I saw another comic who I like and respect tweet um, like the same exact joke. This is like a wordplay kind of joke. It's not that hard of a joke to think of. But I went back. I went scrolled all the way back through my tweets to try to find my original tweet, which was like a year before, and I screenshotted it, not to call out the person, just I just saved it. Just I said, I still have it saved like on like a flash drive in case anyone or that comic sees my like stand up clip where I say that joke. And they're like, hey, I tweeted. That was like my tweet because that tweet got a lot of likes. Hers did. I think probably even more than mine. So she was like, I actually tweeted that. So I have I have the proof going. I actually tweeted this a year before you. Uh, but my the stand-up clip came out after she had tweeted my joke. So stuff like that happens all the time. Yeah, that is crazy to think. And especially now with so many fucking comedians and so many clips on so many different apps. Like, how could you keep it all straight? It's yeah. Tough. Yeah, it's, yeah, especially the way, yeah, the way stand-up is happening now, where a lot of all these clips are just like 10 seconds long. Yeah. You know, it's like a lot of just a quick little riff or a little crowd work and like that. Well, now I can't post my clip where I do. Say the exact same thing. Oh no! Almost like you almost want to post your clips like as, as soon as you think of the joke, so that nobody else exactly. does it. Yeah, you. yeah. And everyone's saying the same thing too. And like crowd work clips. It's 
hey, how, like, hey, are you guys dating? And then one of them inevitably will be like, I don't know. And then they're like, oh, he said he's not sure. But she said, yeah, there's something you got to work out here. That's like every crowd <laughs> clip. You pick out the people that are like newly on a date and then you make them uncomfortable. Yeah, that's interesting because you said crowd work is harder for you. But I, I heard other comedians say that it's like super easy. <laughs> I wish it was, it was. I mean, it's easy to yeah, do. I, it's not easy to, to be funny. I, yeah, I would think crowd work is the hardest because I, I could think of jokes and script it out and practice it. I mean, you could any, I'm not anybody could do that, but I feel like that would be easier than to think of funny things on the fly in the moment. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're, yeah, they're confusing, uh, like doing well with crowd work and actually doing <laughs> crowd work's very easy well, to do. You're just talking, but I, but I think get myself in these. Like, like you said, I think they do a lot of the same material over and over. It's like they have like with, a uh, uh, what do you call it? Like not trolling, but, uh, when people are, uh, interrupting, uh, heckles. Yeah. Well, there's like the certain responses you guys have that are like in the can. So when they say like, I, I don't come down to the stripper pole and bother you at work or whatever. Right. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm taking that one. <laughs> Never thought of that. <laughs> That's like super cliche. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm just bad at conversations in general. So why, I mean, the idea of crowd work is just having a conversation with someone into a microphone with a, a bunch of other people listening. What a nightmare that is. I can't even like talk like if I'm on the phone, I don't want other people listening to me. I have to like leave the room. I don't want people to like listen to me having a conversation. Um, but that's like I like just recently on that West Coast tour I was talking about doing. Yeah, just more more stuff like that. It wasn't always good. It was actually almost never good, but it is way more fun than Especially when I have to like do like an hour or something like that. I had a couple of shows where the um, the opening acts or the hosts just like didn't show up, and so I had to fill a shit ton of time. I had one show where no one else showed up for to perform. No hosts, no features, just me. And the guy tells me this right before I'm about to go on stage. So I had to fill. I did an hour and twenty minutes, and that, that was the not. Other one? No, that was that was also a no host showed up. So I had to do a longer set there. That one was um, Redmond, Oregon. And oh, that's right, yeah. But yeah, like an hour and 20 minutes. And a lot, I mean, you got to fill the time somehow. I can't. And it's also awkward to like just be doing these jokes, you know, do your written material after doing like a whole bunch of just talking to the crowd or riffing or whatever it is. It just feels almost unnatural because a lot of my jokes are kind of like act outs too which just feels awkward to, to like just launch into. You feel like you're putting on like a little play and it's just kind of like, I think just like <laughs> uncomfortable for the audience. Um, so, do you act to the chair or something ever? Like, <laughs> I, I told that. Dude, like, I, do like... uh, I, I took an acting class in college and the acting teacher was like, don't ever act to a chair because the chair will outact you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I got to stop acting to these chairs. I'll stay in the middle of my set. <laughs> what was the thing that you, cause you bombed, uh, bombed in Fresno and you had to, you had to cut the short 15. What was the problem? Oh my God, that? dude. Yeah. I, <laughs> I oh, ate, you, you said was, the starlight theater instead of the star line or something. And yeah, then exactly. That's what it was. It was, yeah, it's called the star line. And I was like, yeah, well, and I talked shit about it too. So I was trying to make fun of it and you can't make fun of it and say the name wrong. People, <laughs> people don't like that. Yeah. The crowd turned on me quick. Yeah. That was my first headlining set. I think I was supposed to do like 40, 45. And I made it to probably like 25. And I just said, I'm, you guys don't like me. I'm going to get off the stage. 
which looking back, oh my God, I can't believe how how bad I must have been doing. I wish I had a tape of that set. <laughs> Just to, it's been long enough now. I gotta see. It must have been horrific. I haven't, I've never done that since. Just left like in the middle of a set because the crowd just hated me so much. And then they wouldn't pay you the money because they're like, you didn't. I think, yeah, he paid me. I think he paid me less. I think I asked for less. I was like, please don't pay me full. I did half of <laughs> what I agreed to do. Yeah. Um, corporate events, do you ever do those? Because those are always the worst ones I hear from comedians. They're like, yeah, people's backs are turned. They're like eating dinner and stuff. And- oh my God. Yeah. I've never done one of those. But yeah. Those are the shows where I just, it's hard not to, t- I take it so personally. And, you gotta like, you gotta not, you gotta just like, let it roll off your back and like be tough. And I'm so not tough. Like a situation where people have their backs turned and are not paying attention. I'm just like, to them, it's just, yeah, there's like some guy talking. I'm not really thinking about it. Uh, but to me, it's just, oh, my pouring sweat. I'm like, these people hate me. They're ignoring me on purpose. Now I'm going to get written up in the paper. What uh, about, but for them, it's just like, yeah, some guy. What about good shows though? You've had some, you've killed it obviously sometimes too. Every once in a while, it'll go well. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what keeps you coming back. Um, yeah, like yeah, even Vegas was like the week was like up and down, and then Friday and Saturday were both just killer shows. They like loved me. It's like, well, I did the same set I was doing before. Um, maybe I had enough, you know. I kind of ironed it out a little bit better by the end of the week. It's just it's comedy is such a a fickle industry, and when it goes well, it's awesome, and when it goes bad, it's just. I want to die. It's like, it makes me want to stop doing comedy, which I think I will probably someday because it's like, it's a lot of work. Really? And <laughs> I think still so. make the skits and videos though, right? Yeah, that's... I'll always make skits and videos. That's like my favorite thing to do. And I think, I mean, honestly, that's what a lot of people that are coming to see me do stand up are like, they support me because of like my skits and videos. Um, and it's great when they enjoy my set too, because I've been doing comedy or stand up like way longer. Um, but I acknowledge that a lot of people are out. They're not coming out because they're like big fans of my stand-up. They're usually fans of some, the overly excited tourist or whatever other videos I've done. Is that one um, still get bringing in a lot of people? Because you stopped doing those. Yeah, I stopped doing I mean, I would say it's bringing in a lot of people, but it is bringing in uh, the people that are coming are you know, usually, usually half the people that are coming to see me are coming because of because of those videos, which is not a ton of people. Uh, but it is it is still getting people out and people still support. And I'm still selling like merch that, um, you know, is from that. Are you I'm just I just I'm talking to a, a merch person right now who's trying to make me some more fresh new merch. But a lot of it's going to be like, are you joking my ass? And holy Snopes kind of merch still trying to. But I, I actually tried to bring the tourist back this year, but because I'm traveling so much um, earlier this year and then coming now for, for the rest of the year. Oh, yeah, because I thought it was a movie or something or a TV show or you're in talks with somebody about that. Yeah, that's just like everything else. It all just falls through in this damn town. Things just don't happen. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'd rather just. I kind of came around to just bringing bringing the character back. And then maybe if that went well, that could help spur the, the movie situation. Because the movie we're supposed to like, we're let's circle back uh, beginning of. Uh, this year and it is now October <laughs> so we haven't spoken all year about it not once so that's where that went um, but yeah Funnier Dies are busy with the other stuff and I felt kind of weird about doing an overly excited tourist movie no one is gonna like watch or like that 
And I didn't really understand like the drive to want to do that. What they really wanted to do was like bring the character back. And I was like, no, I'm like really sick of it. It is such a pain to do. Like it is like I would need to have more stipulations. Like I would need like a full day to do it where I don't have a show at the end of the night or like I've lost my voice and I'm all sunburnt and exhausted and shit. Um, just like plan the tour out where I can have just a little more time to, um, and I'm not like driving myself crazy trying to film these videos. Uh, but I was always just like, no, nah, I don't really want to bring it back. But then well, I started like, you know, putting together some, some tour dates this year and Lord knows I haven't, I mean the past couple of years, like booking wise, acting wise and stuff, I've been so quiet and I'm hemorrhaging money. And I uh, just like, I need something else to happen. I'm like, who am I, you know, to to stop doing this thing that's been the biggest thing in my career to date? Um, it's got me like the most fans. It's made, you know, my whole social media presence what it is for the most part. It's gotten me so many followers and people coming out to shows. And I stopped doing it because I was really sick of it and it was really hard to do. But, and I'm just like, a, as you know, I'm just a lazy guy. <laughs> So I was just like really sick of doing it. But I'm like, maybe I need to just stop being such a lazy ass and and, you know, give the give the people what they want. Not not a, a ton of people, but enough people that would be very excited if I brought it back. And as much as I was like embarrassed to do that character in public, um, that was a big part of it, too. It was just like an embarrassing guy to to play being yelling in public and, you know, People don't see that part of it when I stop right. recording, and then there's just like a bunch of tourists around, actual tourists. Yeah, and uh, that I'm just like making an ass of myself. But I tried, so I tried to bring it back this year, or asked Funny or Die if they'd be interested. And I was like, "You guys aren't going to believe this, but after six years, I think I'm ready to just, I'm going to bring it back. And if we can do the same deal that we had last time, money wise, I'm cool with that. But there's got to be like more space in between, so I'm not going crazy." And they're basically just like, oh, we're not, we're barely a, a company anymore. They don't, they don't do like sketches. Die, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't do like thing. sketches, you know, like that. They do, they like produce a lot of stuff. They're producing the new At Midnight. They're bringing that show back on Comedy Central and produce like movies and stuff and pr help produce like American Vandal and stuff like that. But they don't do just like a, a, their page with a bunch of sketches on it, which is what they used to be. Like no one's on the front page of funny or die, you know, anymore. I, yeah. Whatever though. Cause it's like, I don't know. Like just as a, I'm like, a, I'm a real fan. Like I, I like the, the tourist stuff, but that's not even your best stuff. I feel like Thanks, your best man. stuff is like, is other like, like Dr. Sandwich. <laughs> Am I the only one that loves that one? The best part of that one is when you, I'm looking at the sign. It says Dr. Sandwich Mediterranean eats. And I'm like, okay, I guess he's just going to ignore the part that it says Mediterranean eats. <laughs> and then you explain how kids move the letters around. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. But I'm yeah. My ass off. And I'm like, this is so awesome. Like, I wish more people would understand how funny this is. Like they don't Thanks, get it. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I appreciate that. I appreciate, yeah, when people like come to shows and they're like, I love the tourists, but I think like two guys on a bench or dead Kevin and stuff is funny or, stuff or even, even my stand up too. People be like, I, I, I like found you from the tourists, but I think all your other stuff is is even funnier. I'm like, that's per that's that's my goal with with that with the whole tourist thing. Yeah, it's like get a bunch of views, but I do think this other stuff I do is funnier. Yeah, I think I feel like it's just going to be one of those that's just. 
it's going to blow up and it's going to be more than the tourist. That's, that's my theory is what's going to happen. I think you got to just keep going because you're making your content is gold. I mean, I, it's like you and Fahim are two of my favorite. Whenever I see a new video from either one of you, I'm like, oh, cool. What is it this time? It's like a Christmas present for me. I'm like, <laughs> I can't wait. It's like, so you got to keep doing it. I think it's something's going to, I think something's going to hit. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. You got to, you got to be consistent with it. That's like, that's the it, thing. Oh, really? I mean, like every week or what? Like, I, I couldn't possibly do every week. I mean, I guess if I was like really, really put my mind to it, I could. And like people have like, I just had a friend recently give me this like pep talk because she makes money from uh, TikTok or she makes money because she like she does like branded stuff. So she'll work a brand or a product into her TikTok. And she's got like 200,000 followers or something like that. And she's like, she's I, she makes a bunch of money from just like branded TikTok mm. content. Um, oh. but she, and she was telling me, she's like, your stuff is so funny. If you just, just put out like three videos a week and it sounds easy. And if it was guaranteed, if someone was paying me to make three videos a week, I would make three videos a week, but I find it so hard to make three videos a week, hoping that someday it'll turn into money in some way or like grow my followers so much. If I, I would, I could easily make three videos a week if I, had a set amount of money that I was getting paid to make those videos. So well, like what those... if you took a clips of your standup though? Cause like if you do like a 30 minute or 40 minute or whatever long standup and then you give it, can you like pay somebody on a, what's that site Fiverr? Like you pay them to edit into clips. They'll make them like TikToks with all the pictures and the words and all the fancy. Oh man. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been trying to put out more standup clips. I actually just, yeah. I mean, I don't have that many. I, I like never fill my set. So all the, all the, stand-up clips I've been putting out this past year, which is, I have, I've never put out, like, I never post my own stand-up. It's just, like, on YouTube from other people, you know, uh, Don't Tell or Comedy Central and stuff. And when people ask for a clip, I send them that because it just, like, looks better. Um, I just don't like filming myself because it's just, I hate watching myself. I hate hearing myself. And it's just bad luck for me. I know if I'm recording a set, it's going to go bad. And there's just that extra nervousness knowing that it's being recorded that just kind of gets in my head, I think, and just makes me a little more awkward. So I just like never record myself. But I have been taking old stand-up clips from like 2021 and I cut that up into like, you know, 20 or so like jokes. And I've been putting those out this year. And it's good. It's, it is what you got to do. But yeah, I don't have enough clips to do like people that are putting out stand-up clips like a few times a week. I'm like, God damn. That is that is a lot. I would run out after two weeks. <laughs> or I also don't like posting like newer jokes because I get so self-conscious or, you know, like neurotic in my head. Where I'm like, oh, well, I don't post this new joke. And then I go and I try to do this joke on tour. And then people have already heard the joke. I'm like, who do I think is has already heard? Like these people don't watch your Instagram. What are you talking about? I'm just get I get so in my own head and in such a dumb way. But I am. I am like that. I don't like putting like new jokes. So all the jokes I've been posting are like from a few years ago and jokes that I at least don't do all the time anymore. Because um, I feel like a lot of people, some not all, but a couple people that come to see me like per show are like fans that like watch everything I put out. And if those like two people out of like 40 people like have seen this joke on my Instagram, then they know how it goes. And that just that teeny bit like bothers me for some reason and i need to get past it i know i need to get past it there's a lot of mental blocks i think that are hindering my career and have hindered my career but i think this year has been a, a, a productive year for me as far as like 
kind of getting past those mental blocks. Started posting stand-up, which I've like never done because I'm so just like self-conscious about it. But I've started doing that. Started trying to um, promote myself more and do more, you know, change my stand-up a little bit. And also reach out and try to book shows on my own, which I never have done. Yeah, you did, um, you did, you're doing a tour. I mean, that's really cool because I don't think I've seen you do like a tour before. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is like, I've done a couple like mini ones like throughout the years, like in 2017, 2018, when the tourist was at like its max popularity, I was like, like tour would be a strong word, but I would just do a few road gigs here and there. And that's when I was like doing really well. People were like coming out in droves because of that character. And that has dissipated for sure. Um, but then like last year, 2022 was, I didn't do the road at all. I did zero, maybe towards like December, I did a couple like Kansas shows and that's it. But I got so frustrated because I don't like to reach out to people because I feel bad if I reach out and then I don't do well. And then I just feel like an idiot because I'm the one who asked, hey, can I headline your whatever, your venue or club or brewery or wherever it is? It's not just like asking to pop on a show. I'm like asking to headline. So that's like very embarrassing to ask to, to do that and then not do that great, which has happened. Uh, so I have, got, I have gotten better at forcing myself to do that. And so this past like December, I posted on Instagram that I wanted to do more touring. If anyone has a venue, hit me up. And so I've just been doing that this year. Put a couple, I did like a little West Coast run last month we were talking about. And that was like, I did that all by myself. I had one show that was booked by my manager in Portland. And then all the other like 16 shows were just me reaching out, emailing and, you know, Googling cities or people reaching out to me because they see I was going to be in the area. They give me another one, like the Chehalis one. Um, and yeah, this coming, this coming trip, it's going to be a bunch of Kansas, Memphis and Alabama. And a lot of that is all, me or this this guy in Kansas that knows me and he got me like a week of shows and then uh I'm doing a, a weekend in St. Charles that was through my agent thank you Stu and then a couple shows that just uh I reached out to or or they reached out to me like individually um so this yeah this coming little leg is like a well, I don't know how it's gonna go it could be it's got it could go any which way these shows I don't know uh anything about them or a lot of or like who books them for a lot of these shows and then my second leg is going to be in november like early november we're going east coast and that's like all through my agent so that's i'm hoping that's that's like going to be more professional setup of shows that's like a couple clubs and stuff it's like dc nice. and and springfield mass and red lion pennsylvania uh, that's, that's one that like, I reached out to some random club in the middle. I was reaching out to everyone. The amount of people that reach that respond to me, like sending an email or an Instagram message asking to do a show is probably like 10%. Oh, it's even less for me when asking people to do my <laughs> podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You it's know like how 1%. it is. It's so, uh, it is humble. Yeah, you gotta keep going though. You gotta, yeah. you gotta fail. You gotta learn from the, the numbers game. Yeah. You get the occasional, occasional sucker like me that says, yes. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Are you going to do the Southwest at all? Are you going to hit uh, Arizona? Is that maybe later? No, not this year. Um, but yeah, hopefully next year I'm doing like Dallas and stuff. So hopefully I can do a whole like South, Southeast, Southwest run. Uh, but I really like nothing planned. I've never done stand up in Arizona and there's so many good clubs out there. Yeah, there's a bunch of clubs. Ask Greg Warren. Stand up Scottsdale and stuff. Into, 
uh, the Tempe Improv and Stir Crazy. There's like four or five clubs, but uh, I think there's some in Chandler. I mean, I think there's even more. Yeah. But you come down for like during spring training, dude. It's like it's oh, so yeah. there. Like there'd be a lot of people at your show. That'd be awesome. Yeah, just get packed around then, right? Yeah, like spe- well, it, it really from now until like April or May, it's going to be a lot of people traveling here, snowbirds and stuff. So. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good show. I show. hope. Yeah, this is like how far in advance you have to plan stuff like that too. Like I've already really Dallas Comedy Club, um, in March, and that's what like five months away. And I'm trying to like build off of that because I was trying to like you realize that this is my first time like doing so much of this stuff on my own, which I guess I could have done for the past few. I guess maybe not pandemic, but the past few years. But I just like I've always not wanted to. And my I had a manager that was like, "Don't do that. It looks unprofessional." um for the comic to reach out which i do understand a lot of them don't respond to com like clubs usually will just not respond to an actual comic reaching out they got to be like an agent or a manager reaching out like you could, you have- i know a lot of people like a lot of the bands that, that i talk to like they'll reach out to me and it'll be like i'll find out later I, i'm pretty sure this is a story it's like a lot of bands you do this well they'll make up an agent or a manager and then yeah it'll be <laughs> them though pretending do you ever do that i've never done that but it's not a, not a bad idea Luckily, I do. Yeah, do have a, a new agent now, and he's he's working hard. He's getting me stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Or are you doing any movie and TV work? Do you have any, I think you had something coming out. Uh, don't have anything coming out. I don't think <laughs> that I can think of. Okay, no. So, or, and then obviously it's a strike now. So, right, you guys are not. Yeah, yeah. There's not. Yeah, no, not a whole lot. I mean, I wasn't working a whole lot before this. That's what sucks so bad about last year is I got like I booked two commercials and then neither of them aired. So I like was really banking on those to like make me a bunch of money. And then when they don't air, you make like no money. You get like the day rate and that's it. So then that really inspired. I like my money has been plummeting. So that inspired me to like work harder and push harder with stand up this year. That's like where these tours kind of came from. Okay. Um, but hopefully, yeah, more TV and movie stuff. Once this strike is over, um, I can get back on that horse but that is a tough one that's like yeah you have no control so i'm gonna like keep pushing with stand-up for now it's an exhausting endeavor i don't see myself doing it forever it's a young man's game like doing the road um but it is a lot of fun and i can feel my career in kind of a a pivotal moment i think i'm kind of in like a do i like this do I love this? Do I hate this? I'm somewhere between do I love this or do I hate this? But I have a lot of fun and there's a lot of ups and a lot of downs, but I'm kind of just making myself kind of do it and learn and try to get better because I'm, I'm, I've come this far with it. Yeah. Kind of just, I got to just, there's, there's really no turning back, even if I wanted to. So I might as well just like work my ass off and see if I can find a way to, to, to have more confidence, you know, and yeah. love myself while doing it. Is, Absolutely. Is, well, I love yeah. the videos and I would definitely come see if you come to Arizona for stand-up. I, I, know you Thanks, got another man. I would love to. After this, so I'll let you go. Are you still, I wanted to promote too. We always promote a charity at the end. Um, are you still working at the animal shelter or uh, do you want to promote that? Oh, here? I was. They stopped. They like closed during COVID and then I just stopped going. So no. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't people know. can donate a few bucks if they, uh, after they, buy a ticket to your show if they have a couple bucks <laughs> left over they could throw it that way right yeah yeah for sure okay. cool yeah venmo me <laughs> i'll make sure i'll make sure yeah. the money gets where it's going yeah okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could take some charity too yeah i think we yeah, all can yeah, <laughs> yeah this time for sure well thank you ryan for doing this and i look forward to more videos all right man thanks for having me good talking all to right. you
See you later. Anyway. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the full podcast episode. Please help support our guests by following them on social media and purchasing their products, whether it be a book, album, film, or other thing. And if you have a few extra dollars, please consider donating it to their favorite charity. If you want to support the show, you can like, share, and comment on this episode on social media and YouTube. And if you want to go the extra mile, you can give us a rating or review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Finally, make sure you're subscribed to the show on YouTube for the video versions and other exclusive content. We appreciate your support. Have a great rest of your day and shoot for the moon.